Several years before the character Borat, played by comedian Sasha Baron Cohen, starred in a movie all his own, he appeared as one of the three characters on the Ali G Show on HBO. Let's start this podcast off with a scene in which Borat is looking at homes in a gated community. In this scene, he inquires of the real estate agent if the master bathroom has sufficient sound insulation. My wife, she do uh, very much a noise when she do a toilet. You can shut that door there and then this door here and that'd be you will, very quiet. You will tell me if you can hear? Sure. Can Just you barely hear you. I think it would be all right. You can make a noise and I will see if I can hear it. Okay, so let okay. me shut the door. Make a noise. Did you hear me? A little. This a little. is what your wife sound like? Is she this... does not make lots of noise. What do you feed her that she makes a little noise? Well, just regular stuff that I eat. Well, soybean meal is commonly used for feeding cattle and chickens. Now, perhaps the issue is that Borat's wife isn't drinking a sufficient amount of water. We need enough liquid in our diet, and I have discovered recently that I have completely eliminated heartburn, which has plagued me since my late 40s. And one of the ways I've succeeded in doing that is to have soup, if not every day, almost every day. I try and have soup as my last meal of the day. It's made an enormous difference. For many years, I've taken Prilosec once a day, and now I've stopped taking it completely. Well, I think you've heard enough about my medical history. Let's listen now to a fellow named Larry Doyle and his take on the business of supplements, which, by the way, have almost no federal oversight. The following piece is called Please Read Before Suing. It's written by Larry Doyle and appears in the Shouts and Murmurs section of the New Yorker magazine dated February 5th, 2007. Dr. Goodbody's Total Goodbody System is such a revolutionary and completely natural way to eliminate all your health problems that it's quite common for people to feel frightened before using it and to feel disoriented and more frightened afterward. Before calling our customer service line or 911, we suggest that you sit down, Drink eight glasses of water and read our responses to the following testimonials submitted by other satisfied customers, just like yourself. From Jay Lowell in Charlottesville, Virginia. $750 for a 30-day supply? That's $25 a pill. Isn't that a lot of money? Not when you consider that that comes to just about a dollar an hour. A dollar for an hour free of all your pains and complaints? Wouldn't you pay a dollar to feel like a million bucks? You'd have to be crazy not to. 
And it's not merely a pill. Each Dr. Goodbody's Total Goodbody System Daily Bolus contains the entire line of trademark Dr. Goodbody solutions, including Cola Rooter, Blood Flush, Tumor Stopper, and several other remedies that are no longer available in most states. That's why each pill weighs nearly three ounces and why we recommend that you take it with eight glasses of water and the supplied lubricant. C. Mason of Brooklyn, New York writes, My doctor has strongly warned me against trying your system and told me not to come crying to him when my insides fall out. Of course your doctor would say that. T. O'Donnell of Sherman Oaks, California writes, I've been taking my daily bolus with eight glasses of water for three weeks now and have seen none of the results graphically depicted on your website. Instead, I have gained 60 pounds and have become so bloated I no longer have fingerprints. What am I doing wrong? You need to increase the size of the glasses of water, but keep the total number of glasses to eight. D. Meyer of Madison, Wisconsin writes, I smell burning hair. That means it's working. Other evidence that Dr. Goodbody's total good body system is detox cleansing, immunoblasting, and revitalizing your insides includes headaches, nausea, vomiting, vomiting from places other than the mouth, tiny voices, rapid cycling, hypo and hypertension resulting in staggering about with protruding eyeballs, cacophonous bowel sounds, muscle and joint pain that feels like slow roasting, inability to urinate, inability to cease urinating, sudden double jointedness, cotton mouth mouth, itching in an unreachable location, athlete's face, knee sap, extremely offensive odor that smells like strawberries to you, undead feeling, migrating love handles, reverse vertigo, cravings for bees and other sweet insects, jolly lips, full body sloughing, jazz hands, visible bubbles in the blood, eye hair, abdominal rash that spells, let me out uncontrollable urge to contact attorneys, laughing buttocks, and a blinding but oddly comforting white light. If the burning hair smell continues for more than a day and your hair is not actually burning, which happens in only a small number of cases, there is a very slight possibility that you are having a stroke. If so, please seek help immediately by going online and ordering Dr. Goodbody's Brain Reboot. Choose overnight shipping. Jay Terman of Bangor, Maine writes, I think I just passed my spine. That was your old spine. Rest assured that Dr. Goodbody's all-natural nanobiotic health knots are busily constructing a new spine for you with fresh discs and state-of-the-art wiring. We think you're going to like it a lot. Do not be alarmed if at first your new spine feels somewhat gelatinous. This is a great time to try out all those frustrating yoga positions. M. Givelry of Lancaster, California writes, No one is answering the guaranteed money-back hotline. All our operators are busy taking testimonials from satisfied customers like yourself, or they may be in the bathroom. We recommend that you drink eight glasses of water and stay on the line for as long as you can. The preceding, called Please Read Before Suing, was written by Larry Doyle and appeared in the Shouts and Murmurs section of the New Yorker magazine, dated February 5th, 2007.
I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. We just heard the young rascals and then Christopher Walken talking about the healing powers of love. But Jack Handy's going to need something more than the healing powers of love to fix the situation he's got himself into. Tattoo by Jack Handy. Recently, I got a sex change on a whim. I was out drinking with some friends, got really drunk, and went in for the surgery. The doctor suggested I wait until I was sober, but I said no, give me the sex change. Well, to make a long story short, so to speak, I woke up with breasts, a vagina, and a splitting headache. Also, I had a tattoo. I don't remember where I got it, but there it was. I was a woman for several weeks. The people at work were nice about it, but to tell you the truth, I didn't really have time to enjoy being a woman. I was swamped with projects. Finally, I decided to go back to being a man. For one thing, I hadn't thought about how you need to change your whole wardrobe. When I went in for the second surgery, I asked the doctor if he could also remove the tattoo while he was at it. He said, but since you're going to be a man again, wouldn't you like to keep the tattoo? I said, no, man or woman, I didn't want the tattoo. I woke up from the operation and I was a man again, but get this, I still had the tattoo. I thought, am I crazy? I confronted the surgeon and he said he thought we had left the tattoo part undecided. Now that I was a man, I felt like punching him, but I didn't. Instead, I just made an appointment to come back and get the tattoo removed. I should have been suspicious when I went back for the tattoo removal and they put me under full anesthesia because when I woke up, I was a woman again, but the tattoo was still there. They said it had been a mistake and to make up for it, they would do my next surgery for free. I didn't know what to do. I became depressed. I started getting hounded by my insurance company. They had covered my sex change operations in full, but they said they didn't cover tattoo removal. But I didn't have a tattoo removed, I told them. They said they had already paid my doctor for one by mistake, and now I had to reimburse them. I called my doctor, and he said he hadn't received any payment for tattoo removal. I was so mad I felt like suing someone, but who? My drinking buddies didn't have any money, and I had no luck tracking down the tattoo parlor. I gave up. I started hitting the bars and sleeping around. I don't even remember if I was a man or a woman at that point. I felt a little cheap, so maybe I was a woman. Then one night, after some meaningless sex, I noticed a photo on my wall. It was Godzilla. And I thought, that was a pretty good movie. I should watch that again sometime. Then I saw another photo. It was me without the tattoo. I looked so, so incomplete. Something clicked in my head and in my gut, or maybe my uterus. I hadn't realized it, but I liked the tattoo. I was a tattoo person. I called my doctor and told him the news. I wanted to get another sex change operation, but I was going to keep the tattoo. He said I was crazy. Yeah, I said with a smirk, crazy like Godzilla. You've been listening to Tattoo by Jack Handy in a collection called What I Would Say to the Martians and Other Veiled Threats. Up next, we're going to listen to something written by Simon Rich called The Center of the Universe. In this short piece that appeared in The New Yorker a while back, he retells the story of Genesis, of God's creation of the earth, 
Only in this version, God has a girlfriend, and it kind of gets in the way of the creation. Let's give a listen. The Center of the Universe by Simon Rich from the Shouts and Murmurs section of the January 9th, 2012 New Yorker magazine. On the first day, God created the heavens and the earth. Let there be light, he said, and there was light, and God saw that it was good. And there was evening, the first night. On the second day, God separated the oceans from the sky. Let there be horizon, he said, and lo, a horizon appeared, and God saw that it was good. And there was evening, the second night. On the third day, God's girlfriend came over and said that he'd been acting distant lately. I'm sorry, God said. Things have been crazy this week at work. He smiled at her, but she did not smile back, and God saw that it was not good. I never see you, she said. That's not true, God said. We went to the movies just last week. And she said, lo, that was last month. And there was evening, a tense night. On the fourth day, God created stars to divide the light from the darkness. He was almost finished when he looked at his cell phone and realized that it was almost 9.30. He said, Kate's going to kill me. He finished the star he was working on and cabbed it back to the apartment. Sorry I'm late, he said. And lo, she did not even respond. Are you hungry, he asked. Let there be yogurt. And there was that weird locale yogurt that she liked. That's not going to work this time, she said. Look, God said, I know we're going through a hard time right now, but this job is only temporary. As soon as I pay off my student loans, I'm going to switch to something with better hours. And she said unto him, I work a full-time job, and I still make time for you. And he said unto her, Yeah, but your job's different. And lo, he knew immediately that he had made a terrible mistake. You think my job's less important than yours, she said? No, God said, of course not. I know how difficult it is to work in retail. I'm totally impressed by what you do. Today I had to talk to 14 buyers because it's fashion week and I didn't even have time to eat lunch. That's so hard, God said. You work so hard. How would you know? You never even ask about my day. You just talk about your work for hours and hours, like you're the center of the universe. Let there be a back rub, God said. And he started giving her a back rub. And she said unto him, Can you please take the day off tomorrow? And he said unto her, Don't you have to work tomorrow? I thought it was fashion week. I can call in sick. And God felt like saying to her, If your job is so important, how come you can just take days off whenever you feel like it? But he knew that was a bad idea. So he said unto her, I'm off Sunday. We can hang out Sunday. On the fifth day, God created fish and fowl to swim in the sea and fly through the air, each according to its kind. Then, to score some points, he closed the door to his office and called up Kate. I'm so happy to hear your voice, she said. I'm having the hardest day. Tell me all about it, God said. Caitlin is throwing this party next week for Jenny, but Jenny is like being so weird about it that I am not even sure that it's going to happen. That's crazy, God said. And she continued to tell him about her friends who had all said hurtful things to one another, each according to her kind. And while she was repeating something that Jenny had said to Caitlin, God came up with an idea for creatures that roam the earth. He couldn't get off the phone, though, because Kate was still talking. So he covered the receiver and whispered, Let there be elephants. And there were elephants, and God saw that they were good. But lo, she had heard him create the elephants. Oh, my God, she said, you're not even listening to me. Kate, it's so obvious, she said, you care more about your stupid planet thing than you do about me. 
God wanted to correct her. It wasn't just a planet he was creating. It was an entire universe. He knew, though, that it would be a bad idea to say something like that right now. He said, listen, I'm really sorry, okay? But lo, she had already hung up on him. On the sixth day, God called in sick and surprised Kate at her store in Chelsea. She was in the back reading a magazine. What are you doing here, she asked. I blew off work, he said. I want to spend the day with you. Really, she said. Really, he said. And she smiled at him so brightly that he knew he had made the right decision. They bought some beers at a bodega and drank them on a bench in Prospect Park, and Kate introduced him to a game her friend Jenny had taught her called Would You Rather? I don't know if I want to play a game, God said, but she made him play anyway, and after a few rounds he saw that it was good. They played all afternoon, laughing at each other's responses. When it got cold, God rubbed her shoulders, and she kissed him on the neck. You know what I kind of want to do right now, Kate said. God tensed up. What? See a movie, she said. And God laughed because it was exactly what he wanted to do. They decided to see the Muppets because they had heard that it was good. They had a great time, and when it was over, God paid for a cab so they wouldn't have to wait all night for the L train. I love you, Kate said as she nodded off in the back seat. I love you so much. I love you too, God said. And both of them saw that it was good. On the seventh day, God quit his job. He never finished the earth.
I hope you've enjoyed the first movement of Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony, and I hope you've enjoyed the whole podcast. This is Joe Weber saying so long, here from the Voice of the Arts. (laughs) ¶¶